This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. It's a happy day to declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. I'm with you. Good morning, Ms. Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Happy Friday to well, you. Praise God. Praise God. You too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I hope you have an awesome day. Same to you, Brother Andrew. Same to you. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers there unto perfect for then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin but in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sin every year for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice an offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldst not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we who are sacrificed through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Good morning, it's Susie. Hey, happy Friday, Sister Susie. Happy How are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you? Real good, real good. You sound good. so good. That's great to thank, hear. Thank you. Likewise. How's the air quality? Uh, it's it's not too bad. I got I saw the stars up there this morning. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that Good was deal. pretty. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. But you have a wonderful day. You as well. Take care. Happy Friday, Sister Yvonne. How you doing this morning? God okay. bless you. Good. Awesome. And God is God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Good morning. Can't do anything without it. Is that you, Sister Mona? No, this is Stephanie. Good morning to you. How you doing? Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. 
it's an amazing day to clear victory. It's men's day. My name is Andrew. Who's just joining me on the call? Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday, Brother Michael. Happy Friday, Brother Michael. Glad to have you on the wall. Good to be here. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Kai and Kim. Have a blessed Friday. Happy Friday, sister. God bless you. Thank you so much. You have a rich and powerful day. I received that. Thank you. Okay. God is awesome. God is awesome. All the time. Mm-hmm. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered our sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Wherefore the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. Their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. It's a forgiving Friday to clear victory. The throne is there, and we may boldly proceed to it. Who's with me on the call? Good morning, Andrew. It's Diane. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Diane. Good to hear your sound this morning. Good to hear yours, too. Going on mute. Happy Friday. It's Krishanaba with you on the call. God bless you. God bless you, Sister Krishanda. Happy Friday. <laughs> Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Friday, hey, Bro- Brother Andrew and family. Hey, Prosperous Pam. Happy Friday. Good to have you with Thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Andrew. I love that Forgiving Friday. That was a dope way to start the Friday. This is Dee. Love you, man. Hey, love you back, Dee. Happy Friday. Uh, we we, we, we got to examine ourselves all the time, not just before we take communion. And today's as good as any day because God is faithful. And we just woke up with new mercies. So let's put them to good work. Hey, Andrew, it's Rochelle. He forgave me and he favored me on Friday. Happy Friday. Oh, that's, 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 a, that's a win. That's a win-win. Happy Friday. <laughs> yes. Yes. Love you. Morning, family. Good morning. Michelle, don't you start. Don't you start testifying this morning, girl. Don't you start. Don't you start. Oh, man. Morning, there's so much. I have a prayer request. Yes, ma'am. I have my twin brother who came up to help me. He's actually traveling, going back down south. Okay. And his, and is his name? His name is uh, Christopher. Okay. We're lifting Christopher up for traveling Thank grace you. and mercy. Nope. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. 
Good morning, oh, Sister man. Lisa. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sister Lisa. Good to hear you sound God this morning. On the call. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Good morning, Brother Andrews. This is Marcy. Happy Friday. Good morning, Sister. Happy Friday. Oh, the Lord is good. His mercies are everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. It's a men's day on Declare Victory. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. This is Kedra, who is favored on the Fixed Fight Friday. Hey, Kedra, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Favor is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Glorious. Mm-hmm. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. As I check the clock on the wall, it's time we got our morning started. And so I'm going to ask everyone that can hear me to please check your phone and place the mute feature in active mode. The word of God will be going forth and we're asking everyone, man, woman, boy, and girl, to please make sure your mute feature is ongoing so that there will be no impediment to the listener or the speaker and the word of God may do what it was sent to do. Good morning again, my name is Andrew again, and I'm here to welcome you to declare victory. Who are we? We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today is Friday, Men's Day. Only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you this morning. Please continue to join us throughout the rest of what remains of our month of September. Our theme is push, as in push onward, push harder, push more, push or press through, or even pushing ourselves into our purpose. Consider these as you go about your day. Two announcements are before us today. Firstly, please join us for Friday Night Live this evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 Central Time, and 9 to 10 on the East Coast. By calling the same number, you certainly will be blessed. The title of the call is, You Need to Cut It. Secondly, please remember that on a temporary basis, there will 
be no more Saturday prayer calls for a limited time. We are only having prayer calls Monday morning through Friday morning. Same time, same place. This is to allow more time for the listeners on the call to spend more time with their families and their respective church ministries. There were no prayer requests on the online app this morning, but we are remembering Christopher for traveling grace and mercy as he travels. We are also lifting up any of our listeners that have had prayer requests within the last six days, seven days. We're constantly lifting them up. We also have certain prayer requests that we always need to keep in mind. Always we list the children first. They are the most vulnerable. We're lifting the children that are in hospice care. And yes, there are children in hospice care. The children that are in cancer wards, children that are missing, the children that are in trafficking circles, the children that are being abused at home, the children that are being bullied in school, the children who are being ostracized, the children that are hungry, the children that are sleeping under cover of the elements, the children that have no friends. We're lifting the parents of those children that are stressed, that are tormented by addictions that they have no power over, the parents that are lost, the parents that are under financial strains to provide for their children. We're lifting them up. We're lifting households generally. We're lifting marriages before the throne. We're praying for each other. We're praying for each other's strength. We're praying for each other's healing. We're praying for each other's mental health. We're praying for each other's ability to temper their anger. The Bible tells us that we can be angry, but we are not to sin in our anger. We're praying for, <clears throat> excuse me, our leaders from the federal level to the local PTA, our leaders in the church. We're praying that God guide them, that God remind them that they are but men and women, and their true purpose is to do the will of God the Father. We're praying for our nation, and we're asking the Lord to stir up within his children the yearning to humble themselves and pray, seek his face, and repent that the Lord forgive the sins of this nation and heal the land. The sins are many, and the land is reeling. So we're lifting this up before the throne. We are also lifting those that are 
afraid, the prodigals, the ones closest to ending this, this life because of frustration and fear, hopelessness. All of these concerns and more we bring before the throne of our Father God. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Eric. Declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. That order once again. Prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother Eric. Declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. Immediately following, Pastor Lavelle will lead us through love, life, and victory and further illuminate us on the teachings that he brings us. The scripture for this morning is found in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, and it reads as follows. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Please check once again to make sure your mute feature is activated and continues to be in that state until we are instructed by the prayer warrior to come off mute. I now pass the call to Brother Eric, who's going to lead us to the throne of grace. My name is Andrew Hart. God bless you all. Let us lift our eyes towards heaven. Lord, as we prepare our hearts and our minds, Lord, to become stayed on thee. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this Friday, Men's Day. Lord, as we acknowledge, Lord, you, Lord, who are our creator. Lord, you are our redeemer. Lord, we know you as God, Lord, our shield and our buckler. Heavenly Father, Lord, we acknowledge you, Lord, as lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the fairest of 10,000. Lord God, you who sit between the cherubims. Lord, we thank you today, Lord, for this Friday, knowing, Lord, that 7,000 years ago, Lord, after you had spoken everything into existence, Lord, you pulled your hands down from heaven, Lord, and, and got them dirty, Lord, and informing us from the dust of the earth, Lord. And then you bent down low, and Lord, you kissed us and, and blew the breath of life, and man became a living being. And so, Lord, we come to you today, Lord. We stand at the throne of grace, Lord, to obtain mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, once again for this gift of life, Lord, that you have uh, allowed us to open up our eyes today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for, for coming down, Lord, so that we may have life, and not just life, but life more abundantly. And, Lord, we ask you for that knowledge, Lord, that would give us eternal life, that according to your word you said, and this is eternal life, that we may know you and the power of your resurrection. Lord, give us that intimate knowledge, Lord, to know you, Lord, as 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 you as your people knew you uh, so many years ago, yada, Lord, let us have an intimate knowledge, Lord. Let us just not know you by words, Lord, but let us enter into the closeness of a relationship between God and His people. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everyone on this line, Lord. We ask, Lord, blessings upon each ear that hears this prayer. Lord, before I go any further, Lord, I would pray, Lord, that of all of us, Lord, who have missed the mark, Lord, who have come short, Lord, who have uh, fallen, Lord, Lord, we pray right now Lord, for divine providence, Lord, that you would forgive us, and Lord, that you would wash us anew, Lord, with the blood of the Lamb. Lord, we pray today, Lord, for, for those, Lord, uh, on this line, Lord, who are uh, troubled with families, Lord. Lord, we pray for each and every one's, Lord, sons and daughters and grandchildren, aunts and uncles, Lord, sisters and brothers, those who have mothers and fathers, Lord. We pray, Lord, Lord, that you would bless each and every family, Lord. Lord, that you would upbraid uh, up, up us, Lord, and that you would guide us, Lord. Lord, we pray today, Lord, that as we are awaking, Lord, wherever we're at, Lord, maybe we are at work, Lord, and maybe, you know, we're in the car, or even if we were at home, Lord, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would use us today, Lord. Use us today as 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 your uh, mighty instruments, Lord. Send us forth, Lord. Ministers of reconciliation, Lord. Send us forth, Lord, as bearers of light, Lord, and as as salt, Lord, making people thirsty, Lord, for the ever living waters, Lord, of your gospel, Lord. Lord, use us, Lord. Lord, use us, Lord. Let us not become lazy, Lord. Let us not come. Uh, become content, Lord, in our own salvation. But Lord, let's remember, Lord, that our priority, Lord, is for the least and the lost and the last, Lord. Lord, those who are left out. Lord, those who are destitute and despairing. Lord, those who are frightful and forlorn. Lord, those who are doubtful, Lord. Lord, those who are angry. Those who are prejudiced, Lord. Send us out, Lord, and use us, Lord, to bring these people into the light, Lord. Not the ones, Lord, that look like us, Lord. Not even the ones, Lord, that we that we like, Lord. But those who don't smell as good as us, Lord. Those who don't have the same type of views, Lord. Lord, those who us, those of them who would hate us, Lord, who would despise us, Lord. Uh, not just because of who we believe, but even sometimes for the, uh, the the color of our skin, Lord. For for Lord, send us out, Lord. For those, Lord, who 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 may not rate high on our social uh, social economic status, Lord. Lord, send us out, Lord, so that we may touch the hearts. Heavenly Father, Lord, we know, Lord, that you we are are required to water those, Lord, but continue to grow us, Lord. As we go out, Lord, and do your will, Lord, we submit to the Holy Spirit right now, Lord. Lord, may may the Holy Spirit, may he fill our lives right now, Lord. May he uh, 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 give us, uh, lead us into all truths, Lord, the truths that we need, Lord, the truths of the true gospel. The gospel that tells us to love each other, Lord, as as one as 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 one another, Lord. The gospel that tells us to love you with all your heart, and all, I mean, all our hearts and all our souls, Lord. We pray right today, Lord, that you would keep us, Lord, in this land, Lord, that is divided in so many fronts, Lord. Lord, that divided between the conservative and the and the liberal. Lord, the the this land that is divided against the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, Lord. The the ninety-nine percent who toil, Lord, and the one percent, Lord, who, who take the game, Lord. Lord, whether we be Republican, Lord, or, or 
democratic or even independent, Lord. Lord, the divided, Lord, between the races, Lord, divided between those who were born here and the immigrants. Lord, as we walk through this world that's divided, Lord, let us remember, Lord, as you said to the Israelites, Lord, to, to be kind to, to, to the stranger in our lands and to always remember that at one time, Lord, we were slaves, that at one time, Lord, we were caught up in the bondage of sin. Help us to remember, Lord, that when we were caught up, Lord, that you had delivered us, Lord, that you took us out the uh, miry mud, Lord, that you put us back on our feet and that you cleaned us up, Lord. Help us to remember that, Lord, that at, that at one time, Lord, we did not know you in the part of our sins, Lord, that at one time, Lord, we turned our face from you, Lord, that we denied your name, Lord, that we were, uh, uh, we were dead in our trespasses. But you gave us life, Lord. And so, Lord, we, we, we thank you, Lord, with a profound gratefulness, Lord. And, Lord, we pray that our, our thankfulness, Lord, and our gratitude, Lord, would extend not just in words, Lord, but in deeds, Lord. Lord, not just in deeds, but, Lord, in the way that we live our lives, Lord, in the way we read your word, Lord, in the way we interact with one another as believers, Lord, and, Lord, as representatives of your grace, Lord. Lord, we pray for those right now, Lord, who who are, are waking up, Lord, underneath an open sky, Lord. Lord, we pray for those right now, Lord, who, who don't know where their next meal is coming from. Lord, those who've been displaced from their uh, places, Lord, uh, of where they've lived, Lord, because of, of this pandemic, Lord. Lord, we pray for those right now on the front line, the first responders, health workers, Lord, and doctors, Lord, uh, 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 Firemen, Lord, garbage men, Lord, policemen who go out there, Lord, and who are exposed, Lord, to not only the elements, Lord, but also to this uh, uh, disease, Lord, called COVID, Lord. We pray, Lord, that they would be uh, shielded, Lord, that they would be protected, Lord. Lord, we pray for everyone, Lord, who has to go out, Lord, and who has to face this public, Lord, who, who works, Lord, uh, in these fields. Lord, that at the end of the day, they would go home safely to, your, to their families unaffected. Lord, we thank you today, Lord. And Lord, we offer our lifted up hands, Lord. We offer our raised voices, Lord. And Lord, we hope, Lord, that our prayers, Lord, and that our words, Lord, would, would be pleasing to you as we, as one and collectively, Lord, would open up our phones, Lord, and take them off a of mute, Lord, and enter into a corporate praise right Amen. now. Thanking you, God. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God, for you being our Lord and our Holy Spirit, God. Thank you, Lord God, for you being our Lord and our Holy Spirit, God. Thank you, Lord God, for you being our Lord and our Holy Spirit, God. Thank you, Lord God, for you being
Um, again, I, I, I really don't know how to do declarations. I just, I know how to do scripture. So I just picked the scripture. And so uh, y'all just flow with me today. Acts uh, chapter 12. Let me just read a couple verses and then we'll go from there. Acts chapter 12. I want to look at uh, verse 1 and 2, and then I want to kind of skip around to verse 13 uh, through 16. So uh, let me see. Uh, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And verse 13, and as Peter knocked at the door, ooh, push. Uh, of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not uh, the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, thou art mad. But she constantly, she pushed, constantly affirmed that it was so, even so. Then said they, it is his angel. But Peter pushed continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Push, push, push. Um, Herod, Herod was, he was a hardened opponent of Christianity. Um, if you know anything about uh, Herod, um, Herod was uh, erudite and and he was a great student of the Jewish law. Um, if you know the story of the Herods, um, you'll, you'll know that um, he spent almost 30 years in Rome and he became a great friend of the Caesars. Uh, and being the astute politician that he was, he, he literally gained the respect and confidence of, of, of Rome. And, and by effectively courting the Jews, by um, respecting their religious observances, if you will, Herod was also able to gain the respect of the Jewish people. Uh, but by, by the time um, uh, of this text that I just read, um, Herod's stock with the Jews was, was, was on the decline. And, and it, was, it was literally um um at at a low point and Herod began to wonder what he could do to place himself again in the good graces of the temple echelon. And, and so and so Herod came up with a sinister plan and he said, I'm sure uh to himself, um uh, that, that the Jews are having trouble uh out of this obnoxious religious sect <laughs> called uh the people of the way or the members of the way. And those of us who are Christians know that before we were called Christians, that was our name, the people of the way or the members of the way. And and so Herod decided, uh, I'm sure that if I lay hold on some of the leaders of the new sector, uh, the temple echelon will be pleased with my behavior and I'll again be in good favor with the Jews. And, and that's when... Um, you Bible readers understand that um, when Luke records in chapter 12, uh, this verse, and Herod stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And then in verse two, it says, and he killed James. He killed James. Now, I, I couldn't bypass that uh, when I read that last night. Um, 
and, and I'm gonna come back to the rest rest of that in, in in a moment. But but let me just let me just run this line for a minute uh, where Luke says, and he killed James, because because when I read it, I I, I thought it was uh, ironic, um, brothers. Um, uh, that that back over in Mark chapter ten, I believe around you don't quote me, but around verse thirty five, it was it was these same two brothers, James and John, who went to Jesus and said to him, Master, um, we perceive that you're about to come into your kingdom. And Jesus says, That's right. And they said to him, Master, we also perceive that you that your kingdom in your kingdom you're going to have a throne. And Jesus said, "Yeah, that, that that's right." And they said, "Well, now, Master, we we were just thinking uh, among ourselves, and 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 we concluded, uh, Master, that that in order to give real perspective on your throne, maybe you ought to have two lesser thrones, or or two thrones, two other thrones, slightly lower than your throne. And, and Lord, we know just the the right two men to sit on those thrones." And the two that we have in mind is me, James, and him, John. But but if you notice what the Lord said to him, he said, "Well, now, James, it, it's not mine. It's not mine to give out the seats." Jesus said to James, "I'm not in charge of the seating arrangements in the kingdom." And James, what what I'm really concerned about is if you really want to know the full ramifications of what you're asking me for. Uh, you, you, you see, Jesus recognized that 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 there are a whole lot of folk who want to sit where you sit, but they don't want to suffer where you what you suffer. Uh, a, a lot of people declare victory. They they want your marriage, and uh, they they see your husband, they see your wife, and they see you got a good marriage and stuff. But but they really don't know what it took for you to get to the point in your marriage. They they see you on your job. They see you. Uh, in your home or whatnot, but the truth of the matter is they don't know uh, the hell that you had to struggle to keep that job, or they don't know uh, what you had to do in order to buy your home. And and I remember uh, not long ago, a young preacher came by my church, and, and as he was looking at the church, he said, you know what, Pastor, I, I can't wait until I drop down in something like this. And I just had to tell him, I said, man, I, I don't mean no harm, but 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 you don't just drop down in something like this, because you see, I got two churches now on Sunday morning, and one in Stockton, and one and in, in, in Sacramento. Because Sunday morning you see the glory, but 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 Monday through Saturday you don't see the gloom. You you, you don't see what I have to go through uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, uh, and if you and if you want to sit where I sit, you got to first suffer what I suffered. I wanted to ask him, do you really want to sit where I sit? I mean, where were you when nobody, when when people don't show up to Bible study? Where, where, where I mean, you want to sit where I sit? Where, 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 where were you when, when, when there was a time I used to have to call my members on Sunday morning and ask them if they were coming to church? I mean, where were you when I pastored in San Francisco and 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 they paid the musician the same thing they paid me? I said, you want to sit where I sit, but you got to first suffer what I've suffered. And that's what Jesus was saying to James. Do you understand that the way up is down? Do you understand that the way to greatness is through service? And do you understand that the way to glory is through humility? And do you understand that the way to resurrection is through the cross? Listen to Claire Victory. There can be no resurrection without the cross. You cannot bypass the cross. Jesus said to James, so now, now are you prepared to be 
uh, baptized with the same baptism that I'm being baptized with? James said, we are. And Jesus said, in that case, I'll tell you what. He said, I can't promise you the throne, but I will promise you the baptism. And, and ironically, Acts chapter 2, verse number 12, is the fulfillment of Luke chapter 10, verse 35. And that's where it says, and he killed James. Jesus had promised James, you may not get the throne, but you will have the, the, the baptism. And James died a martyr's death like his master. He was baptized with the same baptism that Jesus was baptized with. So, so I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to go all there, but it says he killed James. But now back to chapter 12, uh, Herod killed James. And, and, and when I looked at it, he, he was pretty pleased with himself. Y'all, I get excited about scripture. That's why I'm rushing. Um, uh, he, he was pretty pleased with himself. And, and the Jews were simply ecstatic because of, of what Herod had done. And, and, and can't you hear them? They were around screaming, do it again. We like what you did. Do it again. Do it again. And, and Herod decided to himself, well, since y'all uh, enjoyed me killing James, well, I think I'll go get the ring leader now. I think I'll go get Brother Peter. But fortunately for Peter and unfortunately for Herod, by the time they got Peter in chains and in prison, they had moved into the Passover week. And according to their own Jewish law, no prisoner could be executed on their holy holiday. So while Herod used that time to examine what would be the most, um, I would say, expeditious method of executing Peter, watch this. The Bible says that they pushed, that they pushed. It says prayer was made. Because you have to understand that the, the, the church wasn't taking any chances. They had already lost James, and now Peter was in prison. And when the church decided they wouldn't take any chances, the Bible says that the church went down in prayer. Let me, let me tell you this, declared victory. Both Declared victory, the church and individual Christians are at his or her best or at its best, not when it thinks, but when it prays. Now, now I, I know in this generation with all going on and, and church is literally on a decline. Now, let me preface that. I didn't say Jesus was on the decline. I said church is on the decline. Uh, and, and that kind of talk will get you in trouble with the intelligentsia because there are some people who like to think uh, that man is at his best when he thinks. And now, now that's not to belittle the human mind. I, I, mean, I mean, we ought to think and we ought to do more thinking than what we do. But please understand that a man is not at his best when he thinks. A man is at his best when he prays. Because, because when a man prays, and I'm using that universal man-woman, when a man prays, there's conversation between the undersoul and the oversoul. When a man prays, his prayer goes up to God in worship, it goes out to man in work, and it goes down to Satan in warfare. Y'all, that's when I'm at my best. I'm sitting here at the hospital right now, but, but please understand that while I'm sitting here in emergency at Kaiser Hospital, that's when I'm at my best. I'm at my best when I pray, because when I pray, I'm worshiping, I'm working, and I'm warring all at the same time. So, 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 um, this, this, this little church, they, they, I, I can imagine that, that, that they recognize we, we need some supernatural power. Now, 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 let me kind of preface this, declare victory. I'm, I'm not talking about something this morning that I heard. 
I, I, I'm not talking about something that I read because because I've been in situations in my own life that I couldn't think my way out. I, I've been in some situations in my own life that I couldn't manipulate my way out. I've been in some situations in my own life. I couldn't, I couldn't think my way. I mean, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't push uh, 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 the right buttons or, or, or call the right people. I, I, I'm talking about me now. I, I've been in situations that I couldn't work my way out of it. I've been in situations that I couldn't scheme my way out. The only way I could get out of it, I had to find me a praying ground and push my way out. I had to pray my way out of it. Y'all declared victory, declared victory this morning. You are better. You are at your best when you pray. Now, now, now looking at the biblical background of this, uh, Luke, he describes and impresses upon us how humanly impossible it was for Peter to escape because he describes, I mean, he talks about the fact that Herod had assigned four squads, which was a total of about 16 men to guard one man. And normally a prisoner was chained by his right hand, right arm to one soldier. But in Peter's case, he was chained by each arm to a soldier while the other two stood guard. But while he was chained, the church was pushing. While he was chained, intercession was made. And, and, and when there was intercession, God interceded. And whenever there is intercession on the part of believers, God will always intercede. Oh, my God. Sent an angel down and smote Peter on the side, and his chains fell off. Got him past the first uh, guard and the second guard, and then, and then opened the door of the iron gate and, and let him out. And, 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 and then the Bible says that Peter went walking up to John Mark's house. And the Bible says he stood outside the gate knocking. And a young girl, a young, a young maid named Rhoda was delegated by the intercessory fellowship to go down and see who it was disturbing their prayer meeting. And I'm sure Sister Rhoda went down and, and said something like this, uh, who is it? And he said, it's Brother Peter. And the Bible says that because of the joy that Rhoda became so ecstatic, she was baffled by what she heard. She failed to open the door, but ran back upstairs and said to the fellowship, y'all will never guess who's at the door. She said, y'all, it's Peter down there. And I can hear them in the fellowship saying, Rhoda, you crazy girl. But when she insisted, they said, well, if it has something to do with Peter, then it must be his angel or, 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 or it must be his ghost. I mean, I mean, he's already been executed and his angel is just passing, is just passing by to say goodbye. I mean, I mean, listen, declare victory. They would have rather believed that Peter had been executed than to believe that God had performed a miracle. Now, now I got to leave y'all today because that brings me up to really what I want to talk about today. But notice the Bible says in verse 16 that that he pushed. He pushed. He continued knocking. Let me ask y'all a question on my way out of here. Um, have have you ever noticed sometimes in life we say that we're searching and we're looking for an answer or for the answer, but this text suggests to me that there are times that the answer is outside trying to literally get in. This text suggests that we pray and God answers the prayer and the prayer is locked outside knocking trying to get in. 
and, and what I want want to deal with uh, for the next few minutes is what are some of the things that causes God's answer to be standing outside knocking? I mean, first of all, many times God God answers our prayers, but the answer is not able to get in because watch this: we have a preconceived misconception of what we think God is going to do. And, and 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 it's dangerous. It's a very dangerous thing to assume on God. And you know God is trying to bless somebody on declared victory right now, but the answer ain't able to get into you, and the blessing is not able to get to you because you've decided that if God is going to bless me, he's going to come down this street. If God is going to bless me, he's going to do it this way. If God is going to bless me with a husband, he's going to give them to me this way. If God going to bless me with a wife, he's going to give it to me this way. If God is going to do this or he's going to give me a new house or a new job, he's going to have to do it this way. And you block off other avenues and other ways for God to bless you, and you limit and you circumscribe God to one direction. You have to understand that this young church, I don't, I don't know if they dare to pray that Peter might believe might be released, but even if they did, they, they didn't even hardly believe it themselves. Otherwise, they would have been shocked, have been so shocked and surprised when Peter showed up. And their prayer was limited to what they thought God was going to do. And a lot of people declared victory right now and in your church and in your life. You're limiting God right, limiting God's power right now. And in, you're limiting God's influence in your life because you have a preconceived misconception of what you think God is going to do. But let me drop this off on you for free. God is too big to be limited. You see, some people look in their pocketbooks and they don't see the resources and they close it up and they say, well, it can't be done. But I want you to know that God is not limited by your resources. The Bible says the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him, and everything in the hill belongs to him. Matter of fact, let me sum it up. The whole hill belongs to God. I mean, it's important what you think. Now, 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 I need to say it this way because it's important what you think because you can believe one thing and you can think another thing. And the challenge of life, especially to believers, is to get what you believe and what you think to line up with one another. Y'all, 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 I know y'all looking at me funny, so so let me give you a window to help you see what I'm talking about. Because I, I hear Christians say all the time that I know God will make a way. We sing that song, I know the Lord will make a way somehow and stuff and this and that. No, 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 no. And they really believe that God can make a way. But as soon as a problem or as soon as some adversity comes, they throw up their hands and say, oh, God, what am I going to do? Now, their belief is theistic, but their thinking is atheistic. And you have to learn how to think what you believe, because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And if you believe God can make a way, then you need to start thinking on a daily basis that God will make a way. And whenever you don't think what you believe, then you're going to keep God's answer locked out. Y'all, God is trying to get in to some of y'all hearts and some of y'all lives right now, but you got him locked out. You know, the average Christian is afraid to pray daring prayers because because if you look at it, it would have been daring for them to pray, Lord, set Peter free. Y'all, that's a daring prayer because all of the odds against what, what you're praying about, all of the odds are against what you're praying about. And so many people are afraid to pray daring prayers uh, because they're afraid of getting embarrassed by an answer that is either less or different from 
from from which what what they prayed for. And many believers, they feel as though that they got to protect God's reputation by not getting out on a limb with a request that God may not choose to answer. And therefore, we feel like we're protecting God's reputation by not praying daringly. But God don't need you to protect his reputation, baby. He doesn't need you to argue his existence. The Bible doesn't even argue his existence. It just says, in the beginning, God. <laughs> and somebody said, somebody said, well, that's not good at uh, Pastor Jones, you're still dealing with metaphysical reality. Well, John 1 and 14 says, and that word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It just affirms that he is. And so you limit God's answer, and you keep his answer locked out in your life when you limit God to one direction or what you think God is going to do. I mean, Naaman almost missed being healed because he wanted to dictate the direction from which deliverance would come. And God is trying to deliver somebody right now. He's trying to deliver somebody right now. And his answer is being locked outside your life because you don't like who's doing the declaration this morning. I, I don't like his style. He he talks too low. He talks too loud. He talks too short. He talks too long. And and you have limited the direction in which God wants to bless you. And you can't dictate the direction in which deliverance will come. God has too many ways to come at you. And we can keep God's answer locked out when we don't push or when we become so preoccupied in praying that we're not able to recognize the answer when it comes. Now, I'm going to have to work on that. Um, let me close by this because you can become so preoccupied with your praying that you're not able to recognize the answer when God sends it. You missed it. Let me rewind it. You can become so preoccupied with praying that you are not able to recognize the answer when God sends it. And that's what happened to this young church in Acts chapter 12. They, they, they were so intensely praying that when God sent the answer, they could recognize it. They were praying for Peter. And God interrupted their prayer for Peter with Peter himself. And they were not able to recognize the personification of what they prayed for. And we get comfortable security in persistent, preoccupied praying about a problem. That I hope that didn't confuse y'all. So let me say it this way. We find familiar feelings of distress about a problem or about a difficulty more satisfying than we do uh, an answer to the problem. The distress some folks feel over having a problem is more satisfying to them than finding an answer to a problem. Let me give you another window. In other words, some folks find more pleasure in wallowing in the problem than they do finding an answer to the problem. Have you ever met folks or I, I, I've come across folks uh, in, 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 in my own life, um, 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 I, and, I, and I, I, I ask them, I ask them, um, all the time, uh, 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 I ask them how they're doing, and, and, and they say, I'm sick. And as long as they can claim to be sick, they can get attention. But as soon as they find an answer, they're going to have to grow up and be independent. They'll have to grow up and walk on their own if they find an answer. Therefore, being sick is more satisfying than, than finding an answer. They, they, they don't want to answer. They want to stay sick. That, that, that's what Jesus asked the man at the pool. He said, will thou be made whole? He said, do you want to get well? Huh? 
and as soon as he said that, uh, uh, Jesus said that, the man started making all kind of excuses. Show Jesus, I want to be whole. Uh, I want to be made well, but you don't understand. When the water is troubled, I ain't got nobody. Jesus ain't asked you about no social assistance you needed. He ain't asked you about nothing. Who gonna help you? Who ain't gonna help? You, or who who gonna help you? Who ain't gonna help you? He just wants to know: Do you want to be made well? And some folks don't want to get well. Do you want to get well? You can't get well until you want to get well. You can't find an answer until you want to find an answer. I tell folks this all the time. Listen, especially to you brothers, and I need y'all to hear me when I say this. You can't show a man what he don't want to see. That's why some folk, uh, as a pastor, some folk play crazy about tithing, like the man in Malachi. They asked him, wherein have I robbed thee? I mean, you're playing crazy. You you know where you robbed me in tithes and offerings. Quit playing crazy. You're not crazy. You have enough sense to be manipulative. You can't find an answer until you want to find an answer. You can't show a man what he don't want to see. And so you keep God uh, on the outside because but you got to keep pushing because you'd rather wallow in your ignorance because you recognize that if you admit to having knowledge, then responsibility comes with knowing. So you got to quit playing crazy because you assume playing crazy gets you off the hook. Now, watch this, and I'm closing all through the Word of God. The Word of God shows us that when you pray for a thing, as soon as you get up, God will use you to help answer your prayer, and we don't want to assume that kind of responsibility. Uh, a preacher told a story one time uh, about his sister who had four kids and asked her brother to join her in praying for a car. And he went down on his knees and started praying, Lord, my sister needs a car. And when he got up and walked outside, the Lord touched him and said, you got two cars. And he said, Lord, th th that ain't what I intended. Those are my two. Lord, give her one of your cars. And the Lord said, no, you got two cars and you prayed that she might get a car. And I want to use you to help answer your prayer. And he reached in his pocket, got his keys, and told his sister, baby, the Lord told me to give you this car. You better be careful to declare victory while you're pushing. You better be careful what you pray for because God may want to use you to answer your prayer. You know what happened to Jesus when he prayed for his disciples? He ended up on the cross, right? He ended up on the cross. Let me give you this last point. I'm through. I'm trying to find my way through this. God, 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 and, and, and when we push, sometimes God's full answer can't get into us because uh, the full answer seldom comes all at once. Because when you pray for God to bless you in a particular way, the full answer seldom comes all at once. And God's answer remains locked out because the full answer can't come, come, come until you accept the portion of the answer that he's already given you. And we keep the full answer locked out because God is waiting on us to accept and say thank you for the portion of the answer he's already given. Does that confuse you? Let me say it to you this way. Some wives who've been praying for your husband, Lord, bless this rascal, change his heart. I want a praying husband, a God-fearing husband. I don't, have, I don't want to have to fight in order to go to church. God, I want you to bring him home at night and make him love his children and provide for his family. But then God doesn't give you the whole answer. God will just change one thing. But then the problem is in us, because our attitudes are so biased and negative that we won't even thank God for the one thing he's already changed. Wow. If, 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 if I want to tell you today, the best way to get more out of God is to continue to push and thank God for what he's already done. If you've been praying for your children, don't get upset 
because God hadn't given you the whole answer. But thank God for the one thing he's already given you. Right? You got to thank him step by step, bit by bit, inch by inch, day by day. When you thank him, he will show up. I thank God for praying parents because I haven't always been a preacher, y'all, even though I started so young. I haven't always been what I am today. But I thank God for the maturity level that he's placed in me. And I thank God that even though people gave up on me, and some people still have given up on me, I thank God that God has never gave up on me. I thank him that somebody saw just a tip of good in me, and I thank God for his help. If you thank God, he'll give you the whole victory. Never underestimate the power of God. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. But in the Greek, it means, in the aorist tense, which means keep on asking, meaning push. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. And declare victory, you're at your best when you pray. Herod had already killed James and put Peter in prison. But when he put Peter in prison, the church went down in prayer. And too many church folks, when when the church gets in trouble, they resolve to methods of Satan. And too many folks, when church start having problems, they resolve to dig in ditches and talking about folks. But I tell you, and I challenge declared victory, the next time we hear about somebody is in trouble or somebody's sick, I dare somebody on declared victory to call a prayer meeting. I dare you, I challenge you that when we hear next time Pastor Jones is in trouble or Brother Eric is in trouble, Brother Andrew is in trouble, or Sister Dion is in trouble, Sister Didi is in trouble, or Prosperous Pam is in trouble, I dare you somebody to call a declare victory prayer meeting. And when this church went down in prayer, God sent an angel, and the angel came down and smoked Peter on his, on his side, and the chains fell off. Somebody here is in change today. Somebody is in the chains of doubt, confusion, lust, misunderstanding. And if declared victory will go down in prayer, I promise you the chains will fall off. You see, the strange things begin to happen when the people of God go down in prayer. When the people of God go in prayer, the Holy Ghost will come and the power will come down. And God will show up. And not only will he show up, but he will show out. So we've got to push. We've got to push. We've got to push. May God bless you. May God keep you as our prayers. I'm still at the emergency, y'all. I'm just waiting. So um, um, if you didn't have a chance to say good morning this morning, now's your time. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Thank you for an amazing declaration. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Anyone else? Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Awesome declaration, Pastor Lavelle. God bless you, man of God. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. It's glorious, Gloria. God bless you, Pastor Lavelle. Thank you for that wonderful declaration. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. It's Monica. Good morning. This is Rita. Beautiful. It says, be ready at all times, and he was on time. Have a blessed day, and I hope you feel better. Blessing. Good morning. It's Krishonda. 
God bless you. Um, thank you for your tenacity this morning. And I pray favor at the hospital today. I just thank you, God, for favor for you at the hospital today. Blessing. Good morning. Blessing. Blessing. Good morning, Natasha. Thank Good you, Amber. That was fire. Good morning. Good morning. Good all right, morning, all right. I love y'all too. All right. Was there was there any um because they get ready to call me in here, so I got a I got a few minutes. Um, uh, is there any aha moments? Uh, any 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 questions? Any clarity? Somebody needs about anything? Hey, morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, Amen. This is Toyer. Um, I just want to say that God gonna show up right now. You could go ahead and leave out that emergency. When you get back there, they gonna tell you they don't know what you came for, but God then showed up and showed His miracle signs and wonders. Amen. 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 Hey, brother. Amen. Hey, D. Oh, thank you my for girl. showing up. I know when you send me that text in that car, I'm going to do that to me on my way to work. But I'm glad, I'm grateful that that 18 wheeler didn't do anything but give you a time to sit down because you need to rest. That's what that's for, honestly. So I'm with what Toya says. Uh, you'll get a clean bill of health. But thank you for reminding us, really and truly what we need to do. Like you said, a lot of us are in this place that we're in because we're not being obedient. And and uh, Brother Andrew said it's Forgiving Friday, and y'all know I'm all about that. A lot of people are stuck. Y'all probably don't like it because I said a lot, because you are unwilling to let go and move forward. What's happened has happened. There's nothing you can do about it, but you got to move forward and you got to push. You got to push. There's nothing else you can do but push because you can't take it. It's nothing you can do about the past. So a lot of people are really stuck, bruh. And you said that you did a declaration probably like five years ago when you talked about people being stuck and mad and not forgiving people that did stuff to them 25 years ago, but they're gone on with their life, but you're still stuck because you're addicted to that, that trauma and that pain. Some people don't want to be healed. So I'm grateful that you shared that while you're sitting in the emergency room. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Call me after you um, get out of there. Anyone else? Anyone else? Now's your time. Come on. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. It's Rochelle. I so appreciate your push. Even even in the midst of all you're going through, I definitely appreciate you. Little on me don't mean nothing, but for me to proclaim, because I'm a child of God and I love God and I love you and you are his child, I thank you and appreciate you for doing what you do in the midst of what you're going through. It means a lot. It encourages the people. It encourages me. God bless you, sir. You know, I was talking to somebody um, yesterday, one of my members, and she said to me, she said, Pastor, I want God to remove this pain out of my back. I want him to move, remove this pain. This pain bothers me. It troubles me. Um, uh, and uh, I said, uh, you, she brought me to Paul. When Paul had a thorn in his flesh and God kept asking Paul uh, and Paul kept asking God to remove the thorn out of his flesh. And God said, no, request denied. And 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 she said to me, Pastor, well, why? Why wouldn't God do it? I said, Paul, uh, I said he didn't need to remove the thorn from Paul. She said, well, why not? 
I said, because Paul was doing more with a thorn than anybody else without a thorn. Y'all missed that. Some of us do more with a thorn in our, in our flesh than folks that don't have nothing wrong with them. We still moving. We still getting up. We still going, still going to work, still getting on uh, uh, declared victory. Some of us are hurting and bleeding, getting on the line. And some of us who are healthy and strong won't even get on and pray. I wish I had me a witness. Yeah. Amen. We're sending the pursuit, Pastor Lavelle. Send the pursuit. Push. Oh, my goodness. I felt that. <laughs> I Push. felt that. Yes. Pastor Lavelle, this is pretty Patrice. I just left the emergency. So. So the fact that you did a declaration in the emergency room, oh, I got a whole nother level of respect and love for you, Pastor Lavelle. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for being obedient. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Trying to give y'all a chance. All right. If there's not another, I love every last one of you. Uh, y'all don't don't forget. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, we want to pray for you before you leave too. Oh. Okay. Let's yeah. let's not yeah. forget. Yeah. Let's not forget Friday Night Live tonight. Um. Uh, please uh, let's join Sister Didi tonight uh, on Friday Night Live. Let's 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 push it. Let's push it. Let's be here, and then um, let's not forget um, Sunday morning. Wherever you go to worship, get up and go to worship, y'all. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all go everywhere else y'all want to go. Talking about COVID, I ain't going to church because COVID. But you go everywhere else you want to go, grocery store and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Now, truth of the matter is. You gonna you 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 gonna trust God. You are gonna trust God. So get up and go to church on Sunday. Don't just some of us are getting so lazy because we can sit there and watch it on Facetime or or or, or Facebook Live and stuff and all of that. And 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 the week before that, my church asked me, Pastor, why would we on live? I did that on purpose. I I didn't put it on there on purpose. Pastor Lavelle. Oh, yeah. Hey, go ahead. Hey, hey, you cut my wife off. Oh, did I? Oh, Eric, you, well, you going to jump on me or something? Or what? I mean, what you want to do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go, man, because, you know, you're in the emergency room. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? You know your wife is my favorite. You know she's my favorite. Come on. Well, I, I was going to say, much, Pastor Brown, I just wanted to thank you for showing us what pushing in this modern day, <laughs> in this moment, what it looks like. You know, um, so that's basically what I wanted to say, just to thank you for that, you know, and like with Pretty Patrice, I kind of, I'm kind of just piggybacking on what she was saying and so many others, you know, the fact that you're in emergency and, you know, and like you were talking about the pain, I, I sit there and I'm thinking, I was thinking about that, that when you were talking about the pool of the best, you know, with the guy at the pool and how uh-huh. he came all these complaints and then how quickly you know we praying lord 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 and then all of a sudden some come down and then what what was me you know so um but listening to you and knowing where you are 
is like it just gave me, you know, made me, uh, it chastised me. So I want to thank you for showing what push looks like. Correction, Pastor. Dee Dee's your favorite. Now, 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 you don't put the words in the man's mouth. <laughs> Listen, I, I just want to say, Pastor, man, I, I salute you uh, for your, um, you know, for 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 going through, you know, for your commitment, man, to to your um, to your responsibilities, man, and I'm I'm glad, I'm so glad, man, that you you okay, and I just want to say I love you, man, and I'll keep you in your prayers. Y'all, I love y'all. I gotta go because they're talking to me. I'll talk to y'all later. Love y'all. We still can pray, even though he's off the line. Let's go into corporate prayer. And, Lord, we thank you today for for pushing and pressing his way, oh, God. We thank him, oh, God, for him being your servant, oh, God. Lord, and thank you, oh, God, in the midst of his vocation that he still can proclaim that you are Lord. Lord, we thank you right now. We ask that. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Um, to grow your kingdom, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you be lifted up, be glorified up. Everything He does in the mighty name of Jesus, your will, God, for His life. Lord, and we seal this prayer in your matchless, mighty, miracle-working name. Thank you for your blood that it still works, oh God. Thank you, family, for coming together in corporate prayer. Um, Let's go have a favorable, forgiving Friday and continue to lift one another up. Go in grace. God bless you all. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless everyone.
Declare 